The following program is sponsored by Fairly Spiritual on KCIS. Hey everyone, it's Dr. Doug Bursch and you are listening to The Fairly Spiritual Show. So you ever been with someone close like a spouse or your kids or parents and you feel like they're just not there with you? They're present, but they're not really present. On today's show, we're going to talk about how we sometimes struggle with this when it comes to God. We're either living in the past or the future, but we don't seem to know how to live in the eternal now, the place where God abides in this very moment. We're going to talk about how to make room for God in the present, because that's where he is. Dr. Doug Bursch, and this is The Fairly Spiritual Show, and that, I will promise you, is what you'll get, a fairly spiritual show. On today's show, we're going to talk about the presence of God and uh, abiding with God in the now. Sometimes we live either in the past or in the future. We, we think about all the things we did or didn't do in the past, or we uh, contemplate what we're going to do in the future, but I think sometimes we miss the power of abiding with God right now in the eternal now. In fact, I really believe that is one of the definitions of revival, making room for God right now. And hopefully we'll even do that during uh, this show. Uh, If you want to text me at any time, now this show isn't live, so uh, I might not get back to you right away, but I look at every text uh, and I don't put you on some sort of list. I just look at it and go like, hey, that's cool. Someone actually is listening and using their thumbs for their phones to text me. So here's the number to text, 360-818-4513, 360-818-4513. If you are like, I will never text anyone, I will only use my voice, well, I've considered you. So you can call and you can leave a voicemail as well. Yes, remember voicemails? Millennials, voicemails are what people will leave you if you set up your box. You know, when you get, got your cell phone, there's this thing where you can set it up and I can leave you voicemails. Okay, never mind. I'm, not, I'm just not going to explain it. But if you want to leave a voicemail, you can do it through this number as well. 360-818-4513. That's 360-818-4513. You can also go to fairlyspiritual.org. That's the website to find past podcast. You can certainly subscribe to The Fairly Spiritual Show on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud, but you can also find uh, other information, how to find my book, The Community of God. There's so many reasons you should go to fairlyspiritual.org, and yet most of you just go, okay, get over, Doug, I hear this at the beginning of everything. I'm not going to go there, no matter how many times you say it. But there you go, fairlyspiritual.org, you can go there. So before I get into today's topic, uh, last week, I recorded last week's show uh, at a ski a location for skiing. I don't know why I'm keeping it hidden, but you guys, I don't want you to know all my life, but I had midwinter break with our kids, our kids who are in um, high school and middle school. They had midwinter break, and a tradition in our family is we go to a place in Idaho and go skiing. And uh, there's this place that allows us to stay there really cheap. And uh, I go with um, uh, my older brother, my younger sister, and my younger brother and their families and some other families. We all go together together. 
and go skiing, which is great for everyone who likes skiing. I do not enjoy skiing. So uh, every year I'm kind of like, ah, I don't know if I want to go. Uh, and, and for those of you who are saying, well, you just need to learn how to ski. Okay, I have gone down that mountain. I I didn't pick up skiing till late in life. We didn't have you know much money growing up, and that just seemed like too much money. Uh, but man, I'm just too big to go down that mountain. I just, I don't enjoy it. I, I just don't. I'm, I'm sorry. I just got tired of little kids just zooming around me as I'm just lumbering down that hill. And I thought, you know, it's, it's my vacation too. And why do I want to do something I really don't enjoy doing uh, on my vacation? But what I do enjoy is when I go there, we get to be with friends and family and the cousins get together. And, and that's great. So just remind me next year if I start complaining, say, hey, Doug, don't complain. The relationships are good. That's what it's about. In fact, you know, that's one of the reasons I wrote the book, The Community of God, is because I struggle with community, even family and friends. I just, I get nervous. I get, yeah, I don't want to do this. I want to go off by myself and be some sort of hermit. And, but what I find is when I actively engage community, don't just hide out, but actively engage community, I grow in my love of God and my love for others. Because God always has something for me to do in the eternal now. And that's what I'm going to talk about on today's show. I want us to focus in on a God who is present with us right now. Right now, God is present. In fact, I don't know, I didn't even have this in my notes, but let's just do this little experiment. We know that Jesus Christ rose from the grave. We serve a resurrected Savior, and that Christ has poured out the Holy Spirit uh, to abide with us. And so God is with us right now. So I can't pause a long time on radio because uh, station managers will run into the room and say, what's happening? Why'd we go off the air? So I'm not going to pause for several minutes here. But just for a second here, I want you just to think about what God might be saying to you. And I'm going to put it in this context because some of you might think, you know, God's telling me how terrible I am and how awful I am and all things I've done wrong. Like I think that might more be a projection from maybe a bad childhood or something or your own shame. I believe that it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. And even if God is going to share with us the things that we need to you know, work on or the things we need to repent of, he comes to us first to clearly let us know that he loves us, right? That he's safe, that he's for us, that he's not against us. So God's first word to us is a word that draws us towards him. And when we're drawn towards him, then we want to repent. He's a refining fire. And yes, when we come close to that fire... It might be like, oh, you know, this is this is a little hot here, but we don't get consumed. It's the sin, it's the garbage, it's the junk that hurts us that gets consumed. So, I just want to remind you of that. But just just for a second here, uh, just briefly, what is God saying to you? What does He want you to know right now? What does He just want you to know? You're saying, well, I know, you know, I read the Scripture to know what God wants me to know. Well, I, I get that, but you've been reading Scripture and you've been praying and. And many of you have been going to church and been hearing good messages. And in light of all those things, what is the thought that rises up in your head that God wants you to know about yourself or about him? So I'm just going to take just like a couple seconds just for you. What is God saying? Now, I can't go longer. I'd like to go longer if I would, but I can't on radio. You know, again, station management will call me up and say, you cannot do a show with a bunch of silence. That's not how radio works. It's an, an auditory you know, experiment, right? So, But with that, some of you right away, the Lord said things to you, or it was just like the Lord said, wanted you to know, I love you. And you might think, oh, you know, yeah, sure, God loves us. But it's different to have a general conception of God loving us and a specific affirmation where we stop during the day 
and we know that the Lord is saying, I love you. Or the Lord says, I'm your defender. Or I understand where you just stop and maybe you've been having a really tough day and and you just stop and Lord, you know, what are you what are you trying to tell me or help? And and you just feel rise up within you. God understands. God knows. Maybe you're in a position where no one understands and no one knows, or or God can come to you and say, I'm your defender, or I love you, or or you can know that God says, I forgive you. Or God comes to you and says, Hey, you need to repent. But that word from the Lord is not an accusation from some pastor or from someone who's angry at you, but it's freedom. Because God does not call you to anything that he won't allow you to do or he won't help you do, right? God calls us to repent because he's going to help us repent. Maybe God says, I want you to forgive. Well, he calls us to forgive because he gives us the ability to forgive. When we make room for God in this moment, it is amazing how vibrant our spiritual life can become. On the other hand, when we refuse to make room for God in the eternal now, we struggle. And this is often a sign of when people start withering, when they start growing away from God, when they start growing away from the relationships around them, when they refuse in this moment to make room for the voice of God, the leading of God, when they're just like, eh, no, no, not now, just later. I'm just going to do it later. I'm just going to do it later. I'm going to do it later. Uh, because God does not live in the later. He lives in the now. Yeah, yes, I get, I get it that later is going to be now. But the reality is the past is gone. And the future has not yet been created. We live right now in this moment. And not to scare anyone, but the reality is we don't know how many days we have. This could be our last day. And some people live for a future that will never come. Well, you know, someday I will reconcile. Someday I will show love. Someday, you know, I'm, I'm just not ready. I'm just not ready. And God has a voice, a word, a direction for you now. This has been one of the strong convictions I've had as a pastor, that whoever I'm with, I want to make sure that they know right now in this moment that I love them, that I will never withhold my love from anyone. That God has love for me to give in this moment, because I don't want to find a situation one, where I'm being disobedient, but two, uh, and two, where they don't know the love of God, but where, you know, the next day they're dead. And I, my last interaction with, with them was withholding love. Or, or, you know, something happens to me and their last interaction with me is withholding love. I don't want one relationship where the last thing we did was just have a fight and we never talked again. As far as it is for me, I want them to know that my heart was open, my arms were open. I was willing to love in this moment. Now, some people, you know, they leave you, they abandon you, you can't track them down. They put boundaries where, where you, it, the last thing you did have was a fight, but you made sure in your heart that you made room in that moment to be Christ for them. And I'm going to give you some scriptures that motivate me on this because I believe God is present with us. The Old Testament, uh, we hear, what does Moses say? He says, you know, don't send us into the promised land without your presence, because your presence is the only thing that distinguishes us from the rest of the people on the face of the earth. So Moses understood, the children of Israel understood, that it is the abiding presence of God that distinguishes God's chosen people from any other people, more than the Ten Commandments, more than the law, more than all the great stories. It is the presence of God that distinguishes us. That was understood in the Old Testament and the New Testament. That's why it's really weird when some people go, well, you know, it's not about God's presence anymore. It's just about the Word. Uh, in the Old Testament, it was about God's presence. Uh, in the New Testament, it was about God's presence. 
There's not a scripture that suddenly says, ah, it's no longer about God's presence. It's just about reading and preaching words. In fact, the resurrection is for the purpose of God being present with us. Well, more than that, but at least that now we have a resurrected Savior who abides with us through the power of the Holy Spirit. But let me read some scriptures that motivate me on making room for God in this eternal now and and following his presence. Here's Luke 21, verse 12 through 15. But before all these things, so Luke is saying, you're going to, excuse me, Jesus is saying, and Luke writes this down, you're going to face persecution and you're going to be brought before people with trials and unfair accusations and all these things are going to happen to you. But I don't want you to worry about these things because I'm going to be with you. So this is the context in which this is said. But before all these things, they will lay their hands on you and will persecute you, delivering you to the synagogues and prisons, bringing you before kings and governors for my name's sake. It will lead to an opportunity for your testimony. So this persecution is going to lead to an opportunity for your testimony. So make up your mind not to prepare beforehand to defend yourself, for I will give you utterance and wisdom which none of your opponents will be able to resist or refute. So Jesus says, this is after I'm gone. There's going to come a time of great persecution for the church. And I want you to make up your mind ahead of time not to worry, because this persecution is going to give you an opportunity for your testimony. Now, when you hear that, for your testimony, you're like, okay, an opportunity for my testimony. That means I tell how I got saved and what Jesus means to me. But it's more than that. When we're persecuted or when we face present trials, it gives us an opportunity to testify to the reality that we serve a resurrected Savior who is present right now to give us what we need. Testimony is something we give when we have seen or we have witnessed Christ. So when we stand before people and they're like, you know, why are you this Christ follower and why are you doing these things? We can we can actually testify to the fact that Christ is with us in the room. We can actually testify that we're not just living based on our own strength and our own wisdom. Our very action in that moment testifies to a resurrected Savior. It's more than theology we're sharing. It's more than history we're sharing. It's actually we're sharing the very presence of God. So he says, make up your mind to not... Think about it. Don't be like, okay, I got to give this argument and that argument. And what if this happens? I'm going to do this. And what if this happens? I'm going to do this. Like, no, don't worry about that. In the moment, I will give you irrefutable wisdom and irresistible wisdom. And I see both of those because people can resist the wisdom of God. But basically, he's saying, well, they're either going to hear your wisdom and agree with you, or they won't be able to refute it because you're going to be speaking truth. They might say they're refuting it, but the reality is anyone who knows the truth knows that the truth you're speaking is irrefutable, and the wisdom you have is irresistible, that they're actively rejecting it, that they're rejecting a true truth. See, we have that present right now in every situation, and and, and it's very important we understand that as we are in relationship with people, because our job is to exercise that muscle as Christians. Not to be like, oh, you know, I just got to get out of this situation. I got to get out of this conflict. Or I got to spend a bunch of time trying to figure out what I'm going to say, what I'm going to do. But to believe in the moment that I have something to bring this situation, that God is with me. And I'll just 
add to this, why can we believe this? Because the scripture tells us that there's no situation that will ever separate us from being able to access Christ. Christ's love, Christ's truth, the presence of Christ. There's no one, no person, no situation. There's never a time where we're not going to be in the moment able to access Christ, that we can make room for Christ in every room. And this is what it says in Romans 8, 35 to 39. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation or distress or persecution or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. That's why there's no excuse to say, well, why are you no longer loving to that person? Well, they, they did this. And Paul says, nope, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Well, why, why are you so bitter towards those people? Well, this happened. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Why won't you talk to that person? Well, you know, I just can't talk to them because, it, nope, nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Now, the Lord can create boundaries. There can be people we can't trust. And in love, we can say, I love that person, and they're harmful, and because of that, we don't talk, because when they talk, they are very wicked and sinful, and they say evil things, and they just keep sinning against me, and so in love, I'm handing them over to Satan, and I'm praying for their best. That's different. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that some of you are getting angry as I'm expressing these things because you want to hold on to that and say, no, because they did this, or because I'm like this. I can no longer be Christ-like for that person. We'll even do it with a, you know, a spouse. Like, well, you know, I just when you're like that, I can't deal with you. I just need my own space, my own time, my own this. You know, I just need a season to be by myself. There is no season when it comes to the love of God. There is no time where from the love of God where we just uh, say, okay, I don't have it to give right now. I can't do it right now. Nothing can separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus, because God is present right now. He's present. If you're going to face a persecution tomorrow, we can make up our mind ahead of time not to worry that in the moment, God will give us the love we need. He'll give us the answers we need. And I want to go on with this and, and give you just an, another scripture that kind of adds to this. John 14, 16 to 21, where Jesus is talking about, I'm going to go to the cross, there's going to be my death. Uh, and, and I'm going to be away from you, but I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to come back and I'm going to make my home with you. And nothing is going to separate you from my love and my presence. And this is what uh, Jesus says in John 14, 16 to 21. He says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. So the Holy Spirit has worked through Jesus as Jesus ministered on earth. He's saying, I'm going to go away, and then when I come back, I'm going to fill you with the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit that you see in me that reveals the Father, that Spirit is going to be in you. Jesus goes on and says this, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And this is not about our future home in heaven. This is, this is what happens when the Holy Spirit is poured out at Pentecost. Jesus says, I am not going to leave you as orphans, but I'm going to come to you. After a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live, you will also live. In that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my command... Okay, okay, so this is what I love about this scripture. I could go on and on with this, but I also give some points here. Um, it says that Jesus says that he's going to give us the Spirit to be with us forever. So again, nothing is going to separate us from God's presence. Nothing. Right now, God is fully with us through the Spirit. 
And God will not leave us as orphans where we have to take care of ourselves. We're never alone in the room. Wherever there's one, there's always two. We don't have to protect ourselves in that moment because God is with us. And the Spirit will reveal to us Jesus. Because I love this. It says, when, when the Spirit is on you, you're going to know that I'm in my Father. Jesus says this. I'm in my Father. So Jesus, I'm, you're going to know that Jesus is in the Father. And that uh, you are in me. And that we are in Christ. And that Christ is in us. I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. Which, which tells us that we're not just filled with the Holy Spirit. But as we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we're filled with Jesus. That Jesus is in us, and we are in Jesus, and it's this mystery of we're not alone. God is with us. Nothing has separated us from the presence of God. This is good news. And I just want to close with this. is um, I think sometimes Christians, we live in a place of uh, putting off the eternal now. We think a lot about the past and what we did and shouldn't have done. We think about what we're going to do in the future, but we struggle with making room for God in the eternal now, this present now. We even do this with our Sunday services. You know, we hear a message and we're, we take notes and we're like, okay, this is what I'm going to do during the week. And it's almost like, I'm not going to do it during church, but I'm going to do it once I leave here. And so our most spiritual activity, or at least our corporate spiritual activity, we kind of don't make room for God in that moment. It's later we're going to do something. So I, I just want to talk about areas where I think this is where growth occurs. This is where we begin to thrive as Christians, when we make room for God right now in this moment, in our worship, when we worship with a sense that, God, you're here, you're in the room, you're with us, you hear our singing, you sing through us, you sing with us. You know, when you know God is in the room, you sing. You don't have to have someone, well, it's not the right songs, and I don't like the tempo and songs these days. When Christ is in the room, you worship him. The spirit within you worships. There's this, there's this communion, because it's communion. It's the Father and the Son and the Spirit communing, and we enter into that loving communion. To be present in the now, we worship in the now. Worship is again not just talking about what God was or what God will be, but it's making room for God in the now. When we make room for God in the now, uh, our, our prayer is different. We pray by just, Lord, I'm with you, and thank you for your presence, and thank you for being with me, and I love you. And we listen. We stop just with a bunch of requests, and I need you to do this, I need you to do that, but we listen, right? Because God is there to respond, to comfort, to bless. When we make room for God in the now, we respond to God. We don't wait for tomorrow, but we respond now. We repent now. I'm, I'm very leery of people who won't repent in church, who who won't come to the altar for prayer, who won't admit to their sins, who won't in the moment say, I'm repenting. I, I've been living wrong. Like I repent to our church on a regular basis. I'll say things like, I haven't been doing a good job as a husband. Or as your pastor, uh, what I just said, that, that wasn't appropriate. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I repent in the moment because Christ is in the moment. But if I say, you know, I feel bad about this, but I don't really want to deal with it now. I'm going to deal with it later. Then you've missed the opportunity for transformation. 
and that we act in the present, not in the future, but we act in the present as well. See, this is ultimately what revival really is. Revival is when we all believe that God is in the room right now, and we genuinely make room for the resurrected presence of God right now to radically move in and through us, that we repent and we move and we do what God has called us to do. Are you living a life that makes room for God in this present now? Are you living thinking about the past or thinking about the future? God is present. He will give us what we need to say in the moment. But are you willing to open your mouth and say it? Or are you just kind of disconnecting and saying, I'm just going to wait it out. I'm just going to, you know, just not now, some other time. When you do some other time, that some other time never comes. God wants to work through you in this eternal now. Thanks for listening. There's so much more I'd like to say in this, but, you know, the program has a limit, so that's what we got. Uh, Here's the number, 360-818-4513, 360-818-4513, You can go to fairlyspiritual.org if you want to donate to keep the radio show on the air. That's fairlyspiritual.org. I need at least $400 donated to keep this on another month uh, to keep up. fairlyspiritual.org to donate. Make room for the Lord. He knows you by name. Make room for him now. Even after this show, just take some time. Ask the Lord, what are you doing? What are you saying? And how can I respond? I will see you next time. Proceeding broadcast was sponsored by Fairly Spiritual. When you write or call this program, be sure to mention you heard it on KCIS.